What's up? Too broke for therapy. My name is Steven. Before we get into this week's great episode with Jarrett Conley, I just wanted to thank everybody for listening to last week's episode with Leonard Roberts. If you guys want to help out the show, you could do so by submitting questions at twobrokefortherapy.com slash submit. You can also find a link to that in the show notes below the podcast, as well as TBFT podcast on Twitter, where you can also see our weekly live streams of each episode, usually on Tuesday nights. We had Jared on the episode to kind of give you guys his perspective on life, where he's at in life now that we haven't had him on the show in two years. Leonard's on this episode with me per usual. We sit down, deep dive into Jared, kind of talk about life, what it's like to be finishing up college, and just what's happened to Jared over the last three years. It's been quite a ride. I've been in his life. He's been in my life since the last time we did the podcast, so we just wanted to catch up and let you guys know what he's been up to. So we do that. We deep dive. And we get into some of your guys' questions on the latter half of the show. Next week, we have a great guest. I will save that surprise for later. But for this week, Jarrett Conley, welcome to it. Too Broke for Therapy, Season 4. Let's just fucking get into it, guys. Chicken, the veggies, the rice, and the egg rolls. It's all you need for life. Chicken. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you so much. This is going to be lovely. Everybody, welcome to the I'm dinner hyped. hour with Two Broke for Therapy. Tonight, some delicious Chinese food. Sipping some Bon and Viv. Given the, the location of our episodes, we this should become a thing. What? Some sort of food <laughs> oh, on, no. on camera. I, I mean, I appreciate last, the food. Last time we had pizza, but that was mostly before, and it just kind of sat there in the front as a prop. But we should yeah. incorporate it into the show. It's, I think it's a nice touch. We were a bit sluggish last week. You yeah. know, we, that, that pizza knocked us back quick. We yeah, had just got off true. work, and we were, like, slugged, but it was good. I think this is going to be great, too. I actually haven't been in this Chinese food spot across the street, but, like, a couple times. What's it called, Leonard? Do you know off top? New King Lee. New King Lee. Shout out to New King Lee. I don't know if I said that with an accent on purpose or accident. It just rolled off the tongue. Like I, it sounded natural to me. Thank you. <laughs> so according to my family is Asian. According, so. yeah, not the side yeah. that you married into it though. It, does that matter? Does it matter? I think. I mean, you. I guess you're living a cultural experience through yeah. them. I was just making lumpia the other day. Oh, hey. Fucking lumpia. I'm a, oh my gosh. I'm a lumpia connoisseur. I, I think I've called myself a connoisseur of a couple things already. <laughs> Maybe it's fried okay. rice. Yeah, I said I was a fried rice connoisseur, but I'm also a lupia connoisseur. What is a uh, lupia? Can you explain for the people who don't know? It sounds like a disease. Well, you're thinking about lupus. I'm thinking. I know what I'm thinking about. Lupus. Canis lupus. That is the Latin term for dogs. Huh? Yeah. Go on though. Why is that? That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. There's anyways. Um. <laughs> it's just a fact. So lupia is basically an egg roll, mm. just uh, maybe a little bit longer, but really thin. It's mainly filled with pork. pork. So it's pork, and then it might have like some carrots and celery and stuff in there too. Um, but yeah, what is? And it's it's just rolled and fried, just like an egg roll. 
That sounds but delicious. But it's, it's just mainly meat in there. Particularly a Filipino egg roll. Yes. Th- and that is the that's, Asian that's, persuasion. Yeah, that's what makes it lumpy is Filipinos making it instead of Chinese. Okay, everybody. We're going to do an on-air review of this egg roll. So everyone's going right. to snap at the same time. Leonard, let us know if we get the uh, ASMR on this egg roll. I snap. can't even hear it. Oh, I, I hear. Oh, it. yeah, you're 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 watching the you're watching the stream. Here we go. One. Here we go. Two. Not so here. Pick up that egg roll, producer Jarrett. And three. Everyone, we're drinking Bon and Viv. We don't have an official sponsor for the hard seltzer yet, but we will drink what is on sale at Safeway. Leonard, what kind of a concoction are you drinking? I so heard. it is. <laughs> it's a form of a hot toddy. So I have whiskey. I have our turmeric wellness tea, as well as some Dayquil. Some Dayquil. What yeah. whiskey did you go for? Jameson. Jameson. You were you were thirsting for Jameson recently, correct? I was. Why is that? Well, it was on sale. I was at my local grocery store, and I walked by it. I was like, ooh, Jameson. But then I was like, it just gave me like an instant headache just thinking about it. Really? Yeah. Is it the flavor? I don't like whiskey. Well, I can't handle whiskey. I, I love whiskey, but just the the thought of like drinking and like getting drunk, it just didn't feel right to me. So I got I got a little bit in here just to fight this, uh, this sickness. You know, I haven't been... I spent all last week not drinking. After we recorded the podcast last week, I basically made it all the way till Sunday without having a drink. It felt great. Yeah, I feel that. That was, that was me last Saturday for sure. You were shaking? It's I like It's up. like after a bad night. It's not like after 18 consecutive days of drinking. And it was mostly, I think, from the lack of food because I woke up. I had to work at 8 a.m. Mm. And I rolled out of bed at like 7.15 maybe. It had 20 minutes to catch the train, and, and then I was a little shaky till I got into work, had a coffee, a pastry, and I was good. What kind of pastry? Sticky bun. Sticky bun? Can you give me a Jarrett sticky bun review? It's, it's an awesome sticky bun. The sticky bun's just like a cinnamon bun, but instead of cinnamon, it's just like a caramel cum all over oh, the place wow. with some pecans. Do you think Ooh. you can make a decent sticky bun, Leonard? Probably. Probably? I'm not, I'm not much of a bit. Well... I can bake, but I wouldn't call myself a baker. But you, I'm pretty sure I could. You wouldn't call yourself a baker? Nah. You make a lot of baked goods. By Not by choice. Yeah, it's by like proxy. I, I have to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't mind it. I, I do enjoy baking from time to time. But would I'm, you pretty, c- I'm pretty sure I could make a fire sticky bun. Would you call it a science? Uh, you know all these bakers that are like, it's a science. You just follow this specific thing, and it's got to be to yeah. the point. Yeah, it, it should be. Um, it's like you get too much baking soda or not any baking soda. It could fuck it up. Interesting. So, when you like bake too much sugar. When you bake here, what is it? What's different? Why is it okay? You know you have to, but you don't. You say you're not. You don't call yourself a baker. Well, because the thing, like I'm by by schooling. trade in schooling. Like I took uh, I took one baking class because it was required, mm. and that was it. I'm born so, into it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm you destined have to, be. to be. Yeah, I have to. Was it yeah. uh Was it one of those names that was left over from? I don't know when the, your trade was your name. Like it could be like that old. Like I don't know what my dad comes from. Like I legitimately, I, it's Texas. Like I don't think. I think our family had to like change their last name for some reason. I'm actually kind of afraid of my family's history because that's just too generic. Baker. Yeah. Baker. Like I could have. You know. I don't know what they were caught up in, but I know we've been in America for a while. You know what I mean? Not a good while. 
but like the times you don't want to yeah. remember the times you barely learn about in school books you know what i mean maybe they're like part of like the salem witch hunt or they were all cool. being i hope being they were up accused, north though. i hope they were up north or they were part of the gangs in new york that would That'd be sick <laughs> you know there's a lot of options a lot of ways you can go bob the baker that was bill the butcher's cousin <laughs> next door neighbor Anyway, speaking of Scorsese movies, guys, in two weeks we are going to do a Scorsese retrospective podcast where we will discuss mine and Jared's top five Scorsese movies. I don't know if you've even seen more than five. I don't, I don't even know who that is. You know who Scorsese is. All right, so name me some movies. I probably Casino. Casino. Okay. Goodfellas. Sh- Shutter Island. Shutter I Island. I haven't seen that. The Departed. Hugo. I feel like I've seen The Departed. Probably not. Last Temptation of Christ. Nope. Mean Streets. Raging nope. Bull. Taxi Driver. Nope. The movie that you saw this weekend, Joker, is very heavily influenced by basically Scorsese. He's oh. a producer. Yeah, but oh, how could you forget The Wolf of Wall Street? Oh, you love The oh, Wolf of Wall I Street. Do. You do yeah, love yeah. that movie. Jonah Hill's the best. Those goddamn quails. <laughs> You're not going to smoke crack with me? <laughs> He's the best. Shouts out to Jonah Hill. What a, what a career that guy's had. That guy has gained and lost more weight, I think, than anyone. Like, net weight. Maybe gained. outside of Christian Bale. Maybe that guy puts on and loses a lot of weight. Yeah, he does. But Jonah's got a lot of weight at some points. Yeah, but I guess you're right. He's fluctuated. He, he He's fluctuates. become a street fashion icon. Yeah, and you can't knock it. You can't knock it. What a, what a, what a transition. That's all. He's been smoking a lot of cigarettes too. I think that's that the key. helps. That helps. Cigarettes and iced coffee will make you lose weight like a motherfucker. That's chef's diet. Cigarette. You should have smoked a, nice a cigarette. Menthol. Oh, you're not smoking them because they're not menthols, huh? No, I'm just not smoking them because I don't smoke. There we go. But that's, that's what I'm talking if about. If I were to smoke, it'd be a menthol. It has to be. I feel like because I'm black, it's like a black thing. It's like you smoke a menthol, it's like, it's all right. And then you move on to something, uh, some type of upper echelons. Like an, an American speed. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. A Nat Sherman. I, don't, I have no idea I what that is. I love my cigarettes. You could call me a cigarette <laughs> connoisseur. <laughs> Speaking of connoisseurs, guys, Too Broke for Therapy, welcome to it. Season 4, episode 3. Today, we are sitting down, the three of us per usual, and we are going to talk to Jarrett because we want you guys to get to know a little bit about all of us going forward so when we have other people on, you guys obviously already know where we're coming from. Jarrett has been on the podcast before. I believe you opened up season 2 of the podcast, correct? I don't think I opened it. I think I was maybe episode 2. Episode 2? I don't that could be right. I remember we were having mic problems, and we actually used an iPhone to record it in my apartment, and the audio quality was really poor. Yeah, I'm glad we have the mics. Leonard actually heard that episode of the podcast. We talked about it last week, but yeah, yeah. you've always wanted to meet Jarrett, so yeah. now that you guys are you know, on like, the pod. We're like BFFs now. I've never actually listened to the full thing. You couldn't get through it. I can't do it. Why? Because your was, episode is is known to be one of the more you know classic episodes. I'm, I'm happy yeah. about that, it's but archive. I I can't do it. I just I was a little too drunk. I was talking a lot of shit. I think that was the first time I really dabbed. Yeah, you you and Trevor came over, and I just had the uh, the rig out, and, and we we took off. And then you gave me some uh, double deuces of Lagunitas. Oh yeah, yeah, were, yeah, were certainly potent after the dabs. It was it was a wild night. Great photo of us though. Looking youthful. Very classic. Oh, man, I the bleached blonde hair. <laughs> it was great. We all look a little thinner. I, I, I think I'm getting back there. I have the beard now, so I, I can't show off my face. But oh, My beard, my, my hair is coming back in. Last week, you guys remember, I was I You was were a bald. baby face. You oh, were a baby <laughs> face. 
So we want to get to talk to Jared today. We want to get to know him a little bit better. I want to catch everybody up with him. If you've listened to his past episode that we mentioned, and I want to let Leonard ask you a couple questions too, since he virtually doesn't know you that well at all. He can kind of, virtually. you know, we're not friends on Facebook or anything. So. No, no one yeah. has a Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Everybody you're on Facebook. Facebook. You, that's how you find the real good events, like the low-key oh, underground yeah, you're events. You're talking about the you're talking about the music scene. Yeah, I like it. I, or, you know, or do you just want to keep calling? Or it marketplace. Marketplace has some yeah. good finds. It's like Craigslist, but a little skeevier. Honestly, mm-hmm. interesting. You I, I don't know. I've been out. I've been out. And see what they're saying. Like, oh, okay, they're these. This person's an asshole. I'm not going to buy this couch from them. Yeah, you know their political yeah. opinions. You're yeah, not yeah, going to yeah. buy their couch. Exactly. Help them out. But I'm not using Facebook Messenger. I use that to talk to my grandma. She sends me a lot of shit over that. Well, that's nice. But that's I, the kind of guy you are. That I always respond. Right there. You always respond? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's lovely. You got to respond to grandma. I, I, I should have. I'm not going to tell her, hey, grandma, I saw that meme three years ago. It's not funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be like, wow, that's nice. really funny. Thank you. Grandmas love emojis. Absolutely. They absolutely oh. love them. So we're going to sit down today with Jarrett and get to know him a little bit better. I've known Jarrett for well over, what would you say, like five years, six years? Four. Five, four to five, I'd say. Four to five years. I've watched you grow. I moved up here four years ago. And you were a young lad. You were only 18. 17 when I got out here. I was a young buck. And I've got to know you very well. Now you're a beautiful, what, 22-year-old man? 21 still. 21 still. Yeah, still 21. So you are still very young in the the scale of things. Leonard is an old man at 28. I'm 27. You're not 30. I'm fucking 30. He calls himself 30. He's just rounding up. I feel 60. You feel 60. I got arthritis. I feel that one. I feel yeah. 60 as well. You feel sometimes. 60? You look yeah. like you're a 60-year-old man just trapped in a, I can <laughs> see that. some sort yeah. of young man's body. <laughs> but we're going to get to know Jarrett. We're going to answer some of your guys' questions, this being Too Broke for Therapy. You guys can always submit questions at tobrokefortherapy.com slash submit and on our Twitter page at TBFT Podcast, where you can also watch our Periscope live stream of the episode when we record it, which is usually Tuesday nights. You guys can always check the Twitter for updates. And, yeah, let's get to do it, guys. We're one big family. I want people to understand our outlook. And really quick, what is that on the table? It's either a grasshopper or some mushu. Oh, it looks like some mushu. Like mushu, cabbage, I was very cabbage, cabbage, cabbage chicken, maybe. I was very concerned. <laughs> <laughs> so us knowing each other for so long, now that we can get into it, I just want to say it's been a great a great joy for me to watch you grow as a human being. We've worked together for quite some time. You know, I, I love you. I consider you one of my closer friends up here. I remember when you asked me at a holiday party for a job, and I was like, when you get up there, I've got you. And that job actually shut down. Yeah. So we're, we're out on that. <laughs> but we won't even dive into that. The main thing is you're on a different path now. You're working kind of in the same industry, but you're still going to school. You're about to finish up. And when we first talked to you, I think you were only maybe a year into school. Yeah. How, how uh, is that going? Do you think that you found what you want to do? I don't even think you were specialized or focused yet in what you wanted to do at that time that no. we last talked to you. Last time we talked, I was just rocking with my cock out. You I were was, really a I crazy was, kid. I was out there. I didn't really give a fuck about anything. Certainly not myself or my future. But I was happy to be alone in the world without my parents living in San Francisco. But it's a great place to be alone in the world. And life was good. And then since then, I've actually pretty fat. Pretty soon after that, I kind of found my groove. Started writing more, getting into video production, particularly television. And I just started going for it and just taking up basically every opportunity I could to learn something. 
I was always saying yes. I was a yes man. So did you have to select, though, at some point in college what you wanted to focus in? You joined Becca, which is your school's, like, what would you call that, the entertainment side of your school? Yeah. For, like, video, stuff like so that? So Becca's the broadcasting electronic communications arts. So that's, like, there's the film department, and then there's the TV department, which is Becca. TV and radio, particularly. Now, you know... Now there's a big debate whether radio is dying or not. It's it's not because the podcast still lives and podcasting is very much in line with radio, but a little more free because you don't have the FCC over yeah. your head. That's the thing is most people don't actually think of podcasts as being the Wild West, but it really is. Like people have podcasts about fucking anything and everything, man, and there's no regulation on it. Like. You know, on video right now, if we took our dicks out, we'd probably be arrested. Well, we're on Twitter, no. so we could take our dicks out, and they would, you know, we might just get a couple likes. You it know would, I mean? it would be up there for a little bit. If if we had some prudes watching, it might get reported. But if it didn't get reported, nobody's these gonna animals see it. aren't going to report it. People, I think we're. I've reported things just to see what would happen. I'm not going to really? lie. Have you ever reported like an ex or something to get no, revenge on them? Neither no, 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 not I like that. I used to that. know a guy who would do that, and I was like, "You're an That's animal." That's weird. Man. I would just know, like, there would be like certain like things I would just report just to see what would happen, just to see if it went just away, just to see if it would go away, and it it it, it, it did. It was it was kind of scandalous, but it wasn't. I can't even remember exactly what the picture was, but I remember my inf- – I think it was my influence. Maybe it wasn't just me. Maybe me and some other people reported it as well. But I wonder who reports these things for the most part. Like a lot of shit gets reported all the time. I mean they got to shut it down. They got to they gotta make that algorithm stronger. Yeah, I wonder if every time something gets reported, if there's a machine learning about it and can – there's Visualize. always a machine learning. I could tell you that. I don't want to freak you out. I no, know yeah. you're too Bon and Viv's deep, but no, no, no. I'm actually expand. Free. Expand your mind. Dude. I had I had a Bon and Viv on the way over on the train. Oh wow! I did import. So, Becca is your focus now, which is going to mean that you're doing video production primarily. Yes, and my emphasis is particularly in screenwriting. Hmm. Say that again. You've written some. Scripts. I've written some scripts. I've. Got a little recognition last year. Got a free trip to Vegas on State's Dime. And I just like the writing part of it. I enjoy the production side of it, but the writing is really where I can sink my teeth into it because it's kind of more of a solitary process. It's not as, I don't want to say it's not as collaborative, but if you have a writing partner, it's a very, it's a nice experience. But working on a production, there's so much bullshit going on. It can be fun and it's super, definitely a fulfilling experience, but it's not, not like writing by yourself. Writing by yourself is fun. I like being on set because I like being a part of a team and contributing. But as a, as a fellow you know, film school head, uh, something that you have to kind of t- take into decision towards the end of your schooling is if you're going to focus in the more artistic side of film or if you're going to focus in the technical side of film. So are you absolutely going with screenwriting and maybe a minor in something else? As a video editor, that's like my focus. I kind of opted out of the directorial and screenwriting facet just because I don't want a nothing style, you know, yeah. I'm a writer, essentially. Well, I, I'm actually teaching a, a video editing class as well. Oh, awesome. And I've taken a lot of production courses. It's a pretty well-rounded curriculum, and there is the emphasis that you can take, but you can certainly just kind of go your own route, and nobody's there to stop you. So, like, I took a bunch of advanced production courses. I produced uh, a season of a show last semester. That's awesome. And I, I worked on the creative side last semester, and then I was actually below the line the semester before that working as the video engineer so I was just doing the colors yep, and that's awesome. dialing in the cameras and everything and that was a really fun experience 
And um, when I get in the, if I end up in Hollywood, I'm certainly going to go for um, try to get a PA job or something. Oh, that's easy, that's peasy the, lemon squeezy. And I've, you could do four of those a week. And I've you know made a, a lot of good connections so far. Just always finding more and meeting more people. All you have to do is just whenever you meet someone, just tell them what you're doing and what you're talk, what you want to do. And everyone's like, oh, I've, I know a guy who loves this guy and. That's L.A. for you. And we'll yeah. get into that later because I want to ask you about Los Angeles and the whole draw there. Obviously, as someone else who have kind of felt that that pull because that is the center of it. Obviously, being up here, we have really no real options to get into. Oh, but there is, and I can talk about that later. Oh, you will talk about that later. Do you have a question for him? I think I have a few. Okay. We'll so what, do you want to okay. do, I mean, do, do Leonard questions? Right now? I mean, do you want to pop one I mean, off? Not really. Okay. You can just keep flowing. Okay. Yeah, keep going. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So I just don't, I want you to jump in if you want to yeah, jump yeah. in. Now this lean got me a little. Yeah, I I, I can see you up. over there. You're <laughs> sauced <laughs> off the off the cough syrup. The Dayquil and Jamie. Yeah. So it's a dangerous mix. So you feel focused now, and Beck obviously is a great school for video production. It's probably up there in the California State School. We just won an Emmy. You just Our won an Emmy. Won an Emmy. Beautiful, beautiful. Right. I do you guys all share an engravement, or is it just the the department? Who gets the check? Well, we basically th- we, we throw it in a wood chipper. Oh, oh really? And we all get a little piece. A little now, trinket I think, put around your I neck. I think it's just. That's what that is? There's <laughs> a, uh, yeah, this is my Emmy. Um, no, I think there's Beautiful just uh, one Emmy that goes in the Becca office. That's cool. That everyone can go and look at if they want to and probably hold it. I when I, Last time I was in L.A., they were passing around an Emmy that some, you know, production studio won for something rather. And then right before I was about to touch it, they're like, oh, people don't like touching it before they uh, win one. And I was like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> Put my hands back and let it slide over because I'm like, I'll probably never win an Emmy, but I don't want to, you know, you don't not, jinx it. I don't want to jinx it. That's for damn sure. That's a beautiful gesture. So you're stoked on this. This is something that you want to do. And it, obviously, I see that you have interest in it, which is great. And as long as you have drive, it will carry you quite far. So I'm proud of you. As a fellow film head, you know, let's cheers the mics. Thank you for being a part of the problem and Godspeed in whatever the hell you choose to do. And that's why I'm excited to talk Scorsese with you. And, you know, we do I, – I like to talk film, and we don't get to do that on the podcast that often. Me and Jametti did a Marvel retrospective last year before Infinity War came out. So I want to kind of get into that and maybe have a, a segment or even maybe a sideshow about movies at some point because mm-hmm. that will drive me to see more and experience more film, which I feel like I've been slacking on. I'm seeing The Joker tomorrow, so I'm excited for that. Leonard's seen it. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. I might have some thoughts. Next flick I see, I think, will be The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse? I'm, I'm interested When is that dropping? I think, didn't it already drop? I don't know. I, it, I don't know. That, know. That sounds great. I want to see it. I'm, it a, I'm becoming a Robert Pattinson fan. I never thought I'd say that in my Will, adult you life. Can, you can never go wrong with Willem Dafoe, either. You can never go, yeah, he's a weird motherfucker. I heard he's got a really huge dick. Really? Like, there's they, there was a, a scene he was supposed to be in, and his dick was supposed to be in it. But they had to use a prosthetic just because it was too big. It didn't work because it was so fucking big. Do you know the Allstate guy? Yeah. The guy, the, the like guy who used to be the, the, with the deep voice. With the yeah. deep voice. Supposedly they have to reshoot scenes in his commercials because he's wearing those khakis and you could see his dong. Oh. And they have to like literally be like cut, cut. Sorry, you know your dick's in the shot. And then they have to come over and be like, you're you're lighting. <laughs> I mean, he's probably I just would. out there semi. He's probably on the way down. He's probably not even on the way up. He pumped out before I'm just to make sure. that he's, thing he's look good on cam. In, in the trailer. He could oh, be. Yeah. Speaking I, of PAs, it, Jared, good luck with that one. Don't get an Allstate yeah. commercial. Like, an, all, like an, uh, an opposite of a fluffer. Yeah, the opposite of a fluffer. You're, you're well, that is, I mean, I guess the, you're a finisher. Well, the, you're the, the finisher. The closer. <laughs> the closer. You've got the relief. Yeah, you're, yeah. The starter. The Mr. Wolf. So, 
doing writing and stuff like that in San Francisco and finishing school, obviously that's why you're still up here. Do you think that your time in San Francisco has been beneficial to your growth? Do you think that there was a better option for you before you moved up here? Or do you think that you're satisfied with your choice of being here? I'm certainly satisfied. This is an awesome place to live and grow up and kind of find yourself with, especially when you have no ties to anything whatsoever. So I'm like, you know, I'm studying writing and things like that, but I'm not out here trying to get a job in that field yeah. necessarily. So I'm just able to party and live my life. And it's, it's a great city to do that in. And it supports you in anything you want to do or whoever you want to be, which is a pretty rare thing to find in a big city. Right. And I mean, I was after a trip to London and a few parts in Ireland and other parts of England and then also in New York back in 2014, I believe, I realized I wanted to move to the big city, any big city, really, outside of the Coachella Valley, La Quinta area. You got to get out of the desert. And then San Francisco was the most obtainable place for me to go because it was within the California state system. It was a big city. I didn't need a car either, so that kind of cut down on the cost. Big cost. Whenever, when I first was telling people, oh, I want to move up to San Francisco, oh, isn't it really expensive up there? Da, 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 da. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty expensive, but, you know, it's it's not impossible. It's not impossible. It's not impossible. And I didn't have to have a car, so that's like a few hundred at least. To a, you have a car, Leonard. I but do. To a SoCal kid, to not have a need a car, that's a huge thing. Because that is your identity at a point. When you're in yeah. Southern California, it's like your car is your independence. You do everything in your car. You bang in your car. You smoke 100%. in your car. You eat in your car. You go wherever the fuck you need to in your car. Without a car, you, you don't have anything. But if you can have that same freedom without having it, it's amazing. Exactly. Well, you can't, like, have sex in an Uber. I mean, you can, but. I've held hands in an Uber. Does that count? Well, yes. your version of holding hands is. Don't you dare <laughs> tell people about my version of holding hands. Anyway. How do you? You can so, bang on the bus though. At a, at a young age, how do you? How are you able to like find yourself in like a big city? A fake ID. Yes. <laughs> do you remember when you got your fake ID taken? Yeah, I do with remember me? when I got it taken with you. I had it for exactly a year at that point. Cause what I, state was it from again? It was from Texas, Austin, Texas. You look like you could be from Austin, Texas. It was. No one ever questioned I don't know it. What Austin, Texas looks like? The Is city. It, well, no, just oh, like just the people, ID. Well, no, what people from he's Austin, he, Austin is like the is most liberal city in Texas. Essentially, people, you can kind uh, of take it as the San Francisco or the Portland of Texas. And I feel like the the accent in Austin's a little more diluted too. It's yeah. not like you have a real strong like drawl or anything like that that you might get in I don't even fucking know Houston or I don't yeah, know. yeah yeah Houston's a little bit more pleasant Southern. And then Dallas can be kind of like dry. It's more towards Louisiana. The right, you get, right. Yeah. Any big city, it's just, you know, standard Texas accent. Going to the Walmart later, you want to head over there with me? I love Texas, too. I went to Texas last year, and it was I had a good time. Did you bring your ID? I did bring my ID, <laughs> but, it, but at the time, it was from Arizona. Oh, yeah. So after I, got, you got it taken after I got the one ripped off with you at Day and Night, one of the worst music festivals I've ever attended. That was, to be honest, if we could talk about that for like two minutes, one of the, oh. like you said, one of the worst experiences of my life. We had a great time it when was, we were actually there at the shows because it was too big. But at the same time, getting in and out of there was hopeless. 
You were so drunk the first night because your fake ID still worked and you didn't get it taken away yet that you got to sleep through a majority of us getting out of that parking lot. Yeah. But to get out of a parking lot at the end of a music festival. I remember smoking a dude with some random dude sitting in the grass in the middle, went into the car, knocked the fuck out until 5 in the morning, woke up, where are we? Oh, we're barely getting out. We were still on the little mountain road out of, what was it, in the Irvine Canyon? We left at like... 12 30 and we got out of the parking lot at 5 a.m and then we had to go back to the festival at noon the next day total shit show we Why almost didn't make it stay? that's we should have but instead we formed this whole plan where someone we ubered there and then someone picked us up from a jack-in-the-box from a jack-in-the-box lewis's brother shout out to mikey 12 inch and of course we it was just a wild time and then the next night we were about to see playboy cardi and Jarrett goes up to get a beer and i was like let me just buy one for you and he was like, no, 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 let's just go, like, whatever. And he had been buying beers. It's been working. The ID's flowing. We've been having a good weekend. He's in Huntington Beach with me, having a great time. You were, what, 19 at this point? Probably. No, I think I was still 18. That's even wilder to me. Cause I was, was like 24. Yeah. So here I am with this young son, and we're out here voyaging. And then the next thing you know, he gets his ID taken. Did you it, asked the guy did for it, it at back. least look like you? Oh no! It was, it was my picture. It was a, it was a oh. false doc. It was a falsely dark a, web. It was a counterfeit document. It wasn't an ID from somebody else that looked like me. It was a uh, it was an actually a pretty illegal sure. thing that is. It's people overlook how illegal actually getting these counterfeit IDs is. The cops don't really give a fuck, but like. I think in the wrong situation, like if you're caught on a plane with it or you're committing a heavy crime and you get caught yeah. with it, that would really just fuck everything else up. But if you're just trying to get drinks, they'll just take it like, hey, fuck off. I used a fake ID. It wasn't a fake ID. It just wasn't me. Right. It was one of my fraternity brothers who looks nothing like me. He's like 5'8", light skin, bald. <laughs> really, he's black, but he has like chinky eyes. <laughs> nothing like me. And I Leonard's was using not getting it. on yeah. SNL. <laughs> was this yeah. in New York? It was in New York. And they they didn't give a fuck. And it was like his military ID. His he wasn't in the military, but his dad was. So he had one of those. Were you like, thank you for your service? Did you ever get one of those? No. Well, because it it was uh, the military ID that you would have for oh, your like, kids. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yes. And I actually um, I got I so I got that one taken away, and then I got a second ID taken away in Torrance, California. Terrible. Buying cigarettes at twelve thirty at night. I went to I went inside and I, I happened to be wearing like a Torrance AYSO hoodie that I had for my girlfriend because I was cold and I just you know threw it on because it was comfortable. But that burned me out because immediately he's like, "You're not from fucking Arizona." He probably thought I was from Torrance. I'm like, "No, I'm not no fucking beach bum." I'm like, "Fuck you. you! You really got me all fucked up here. I'm not from Arizona, but I'm not from fucking Torrance either." Not that I have anything bad to say about Torrance. I'm just not from there, and I'm not going to claim somewhere that I'm not from. <laughs> You're not hanging a flag from some place you don't represent. Where the Never. hell is Torrance? What is that? Where it's is that? it's nowhere, bro. Exactly. Oh, like Curse of Cowardly Dog. It, yeah. Like, you think Torrance, it's not even on the map. No, it, it's like... it's Name one thing Torrance has that people should go and see. There we go. I just want to know where it well, is. It's, it's like SoCal. Is, oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's, it's like, like by it's, Irvine. It's nestled in right like behind Valley. like Redondo Beach, Manhattan Beach, Rancho Palos Verdes. It's L.A. County. L.A. Speaking, County, speaking West L.A. Of nothing to me. It's exactly. That's why I, I didn't waste from, my breath. Well, yeah, nice, I just want to know like it's if actually it's by a pretty LA nice, or whatever. It's actually a pretty it's nice, nice place. Is it like a place for like old people? So you having a fake ID and growing up in the city and getting it taken away various times never really limited you because you could always access anything because it is San Francisco, which is actually a scary part about living here, especially as being a youthful person, as someone who moved up here when I was 21. Like, the access you have 
and the availability of like drinking publicly, smoking. I mean, you could piss in the street essentially here and no one gives a shit. The fact that you could do all this and get away with it is a big culture shock coming from Southern California mm -hmm. and kind of a freedom that thrusted upon any man, woman, or child is not ideal. But you really do grow in that system because you have to be able to limit yourself. Yeah, I didn't dive straight into all that shit. Actually, like some of my worst times, you know, dabbling with things I shouldn't have was always back in the desert. I would come. I mean, I would it's be a up scary here. place. I'd be up here. And Where I would, are you from? Can I'd you just let people know? La Quinta, California. The hellhole of Earth. I actually like it there. I like a nice drive. I, don't, I don't mind La Quinta. I, I didn't. Beautiful I, I wanted nothing to do with the place when I was, you know. A child. When I was 16, 17, I was like, get me the fuck out of here. But now I come back, and I, I enjoy La Quinta. It's cool. But it's definitely, there's nothing to do there. So you end up, you know, picking up the drugs du jour. So getting out of La Quinta, growing up in San Francisco, obviously you get to a point where you're comfortable enough to have a relationship. You've been in a relationship now since you've been, what, 18, 19? The same yeah, woman? Yeah, right about 19 or so. Yeah, it's been coming up on... Three years or so. I mean, I technically never asked her to be my girlfriend. So you're just so technically still dating. Nice. No, we're no. She's definitely my girlfriend now. Like there's, <laughs> just there's, shout out to Casey. Not there's no question inquire. about it. But there's no firm date, and that always that always weighs on me because I always feel like a piece of shit for not being like having a real anniversary date. And at this point, it's it's been so long. I don't know what to do. Like, do I just say, hey, today's the day? It's, we're just this, this is going to be our anniversary. Like. You know what you do should I, do? It's, do it's I start it over, or does it like, all right, this is our first official, and then do we like, do you add the three years to that, or is it just, more like, just ask her, just ask her, ask her, hey, what, what day did we get together, like officially, like when was that? That could be a fun yeah. conversation. Yeah. You get to go down nostalgia lane. What I think you should do, just claim a day and just ball out that day, and then she'll be like, what the fuck is going on? And then the next thing you know, she's like, you're like, oh, I'm just claiming an official day for our anniversary. But then she could be like, no, you fucking idiot. It's this day. And then you yeah, go, well, bonus. this is my yeah. day, I think, because we never really had a day. Then you go down the soldier lane in like a dr in a drunk state. That's you shouldn't true. be driving down that's, that lane, that's but you still that's are. That's a scary road to travel. Yeah, down. it's dark. Because yeah. I mean, I don't, I, you know, I have my own day set in mind where I think like, all right, we probably got together. But I don't know what her day would be. You know, like there. You gotta there, come on, she, come on, sink on that. Yeah, you're just right. just ask. If you ask, I yeah. think that's the call. And then you guys have the day. Just make the statement. Like March twenty seventh, that was the day. It would be in the fall for sure. I I can say this as seeing you guys grow together as a as a couple and as a someone who appreciates the relationship length you've had and how beautiful your relationship is. Young love is such a thing, is it? People, oh my days, what a beautiful thing to watch. Hand holding, people smiling at each other, looking, watching you and her look at each other from across the room inspires me. But let me tell you this, stupid. You keep the spark alive. You do everything. But I think that this long into the game, you can ask her questions like this and not get into a fight. I don't think Casey would be someone who would get in, like, an argument over the date of you guys dating if no. you asked her. Yeah. It's a necessary question, honestly, because at some point. She'd probably be like, it was in the, the span of the Virgo season or something. And you'd be like, some shit. Fuck? And I'll just be like, well, well let's go to dinner. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Have a night. Let's go know? to Papa John's, baby. Let's get it. Ooh. Fuck yeah. That garlic sauce, dude. Oh I ordered God. Papa John's pizza. No they garlic sauce. They don't what deliver. The they don't Passion. deliver Papa John's to our house, so we have to Grubhub Papa John's. Because I am a fan of Papa John's pizza. I'm not gonna well, lie. You look like a Papa John's kid. I remember. No, no disrespect. No, no. I remember when there was uh, when they were going through a little controversy, which they now have Shrek or not Shrek Shaq. Shaq. Yeah, Fucking I saw Shrek. that. Might as well yeah. the, the real life <laughs> Shrek. <Yeah. laughs> Fucking I'm Shaq is their spokesman. There. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. I mean. 
I want. I feel well, like Papa's they, he's gone. He's, he's gone, and they're like, we need to find someone to really get all our fans. Shaq back. is the spokesman for a thousand things. If Dude, you watch TV, he's everywhere. You know how I see he's got to be Carnival, so insurance. He's probably so bad General. with his money. He's got to be awful with his money. Dude, he's got to be a genius. If you've nah. looked up, no, he genius. is one of the he is one of the top people in Forbes of like athletes that have true. made money after their career. He is everywhere. He he's part he's of the everywhere. Kings. That's true. And he it probably, ta- the Kings? probably no. takes him five yeah. hours too to do one of those spots. Easy peasy, Tops. he drops in, and he supposedly only does commercials that he like supports. You know, Nest. After the guy from Nest didn't make it on Shark Tank, Shaq called that guy and said, "I want to invest." Shaq is like a forty percent owner of that company that everyone now has and is owned by Amazon for a billion dollars. Shaq's the fucking man. He doesn't fuck yeah. up. He's somehow you know. From I always tell people, Shazam, great movie. <laughs> Still, great movie. Shaq knew what he was doing. He's done great bit parts. He's a he's a classic. He's a classic man. Yeah, I want to. I've yet to see his DJ sets. I want to. I don't want to run into Shaq at a festival because he throws people on his shoulders. Like yeah, he gives you the he gets full the Shaq mosh experience. Pit. He gets in the mosh pit. Oh, that would be fucked up to get knocked by him in a mosh pit. Him having his like he, championship rings on, he has to look like Thanos. You know what I mean? All those. Imagine sizing a ring for Shaquille O'Neal. Double the budget of a regular ring. Oh, yeah. They're probably like, oh, fuck. If Shaq wins again, like. Speaking of rings and that, I think Leonard had a question about your uh, overall appearance earlier. I don't know what that has to do with a ring. But I, no, Jewelry. Oh, but Look at the man. He's wearing, he's wearing the necklace. He's got everything oh, well, on. The, the swag. Where do, you, where do you draw your inspiration from? The internet. The internet? The internet, oh. the internet and just like, you know, like a lot of like decades fashion than themselves i mean i used to have a lot more like particular style choices Mm -hmm. everything would be highly stylized these days i've been going more for comfort and just comfort and whatever just kind of vaguely looks good and i don't want to try too hard that's the main thing i dig that all of my jeans that i buy now like they have to stretch yeah if they don't stretch i'm not wearing it because i'm like i'm kind of thick you know so it's like i put on a a pair of like straight leg jeans, but if they don't bend, because I work a lot, it's just like mm-hmm. going in and out of stuff. If they don't bend, it's like, nah, I can't do I this. I pretty much buy strictly loose fit dickies, like the uh-huh. biggest ones that they have. And I'll just buy a pair of those and just keep buying them and buying them, and it just works. I saw you wearing the, those are pinstripes? These are pinstripes, yeah. Those are, those are, where'd These you are get that? These are pretty comfy. Do you remember? I want to say Buffalo Exchange on Valencia. Are you a, are you like a a thrifter? I'll thrift. Do you, yeah, do you thrift? I thrift. I thrift and then I'll buy workwear. Yeah, brand new stuff. You can't beat a brand new pair of Dickies or Ben Davis, whatever. This is very true. I um, cause I have this Adidas jacket that I got out there, and I was like, yo, this shit is fly. And I wore it to like a '90s party, and I still like wear it to this day. And then we were in Macy's a couple weekends ago, and they brought it back. And this jacket is from like the '90s, and it's like I was like told my wife I was like look at this this is my same jacket i have and they're selling it for like 60 bucks i'm like it's crazy yeah that's that's pretty funny they yeah, always they yeah they're, now they're tapping way into that all the old school fashions because of yeah. thrifting and actually with the advent of like depop and poshmark and uh-huh. etsy all these like online retailers people have really fucked up the thrifting game because all they do is see all they want to do is go to the thrift stores and buy clothes and then throw them online and mark them up like a motherfucker for rich people to buy. And th- it's kind of drying out the thrift stores, especially in San Francisco where people are, like, always looking for a side hustle or something or they're, yeah. like, they want to look cool because they're, like, oh, I run an online, you know, thrift store. When it's like, 
fuck you. Like, you're just buying all these clothes so, and then selling them to rich people that live in fucking Kansas. Fuck the rich people in Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> Where are the should, clothes? You should come up to Sacramento. I'd love to. Yeah, Sac's got to have craziness. It's, there's a couple thrifties out there. And there's other stuff. We have, like, a couple water parks. Uh-huh. We got to go to gonna, the water park. Yeah, I, it's starting to get cold, man. Well, I love to be vertical on this slide. Yeah. Whenever I hit a town, I'll always hit the the thrift stores and the water parks. Yeah, you love yeah. it. You love to frequent it. Yeah, I appreciate the uh, appearance. I'm every time I am with you and Casey out and about. You know, I'm always like, "Who are those eccentrically dressed people?" I'm like, "Oh, we, those are my pals." We were recently featured in the SF Gate. Oh yeah, for, for our uh, fashion street style. Yeah, we um these um fine young women were picked us off Bart. And they're like, hey, you guys look pretty cool. Like, do you mind if we take your picture? We work for, you know, SF Gate, the Chronicle, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, why not? We just stand there, pose, and I'm just like, fuck, I hope I don't look stupid. And I was like, yeah, if I look stupid, I bet they're not going to post it on the internet. Like, like if this, like I've, I looked it up two weeks ago. That, that happened at the end of August. I think the, the article was posted on, like, August 31st or something like that, or maybe September 2nd. And I didn't actually see it till like, September 12th because I was – telling the same story to some other people and i was like oh we, we should check to see like you know and sure enough i was on there me and casey we um they said put a link to that in the description yeah, they said <laughs> we the were we were dressed in timeless textures wow if you guys have a podcast yeah. that's what you should call it timeless, timeless textures. textures and that's you just great. sit there and rub yeah. different things like this is a 1920s silk i was wearing oh. blue corduroy pants a smashing Ooh. pumpkins shirt from the 90s that i got from my dad and a suede <laughs> jacket, a, a suede jacket from Casey that she got me for Christmas, and my classic hat that I always wear. What would you call the style of hat? Apple hat. An apple hat. Apple cap. An apple cap. I've had numerous people tell me, "Is that an apple cap you're wearing?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, and I'm like, well, after after one one lady said it, she was like, "Is that an apple cap?" I haven't seen anyone wear one of those since the '70s, and I was like, "Never heard it be called an apple cap, but that's fucking tight. I like that." Looked it up. Apple cap's a little bat, little, little puffier, but I mean, it's still in the. F- I'm thinking like it's not the quite get down era, yeah. Like New York hip hop scene. It's not quite one of the, out. not quite one of the Greek yeah. fishermen's hats because those have a lot more form mm-hmm. and a little bit of a trim here. You know a lot about caps. You got to. I've, I've never been, even heard I've of been, the term because I'm I'm lining up my next cap. Really, I know it's going to be. A, I'm gonna, probably going to spend a little bit of money on it because I want it to be nice. How so? Like, are you, what are you thinking? A High bowler? quality. I don't know. Same style or just S- similar style? Maybe. You're gonna keep the hair. You've got long hair. Always. Always. Keep it. I'll probably keep the hair. Maybe I, I've been wanting to get a little trim though. At least a couple. A little trim. Off. I yeah. you up. Leonard cuts hair on the side. I, yeah, right? I do hair. I do my own hair. I hooked up nice. the back of Steven's he, neck. He ha- yeah, the razor yeah. died mid neck. <laughs> we we did a whole barbecue with my, half my neck shaved because <laughs> Leonard didn't charge the razor. Shout out to Leonard. He still yeah. he still pulled it yeah, off. No, I think he I think he just scraped the back of my neck with the razor when yeah. it died. Beautiful thing. <laughs> so you being where you are now in life. Oh, so you being where you are now in life. It sounds like you have a decent balance. You feel like you have kind of achieved the peak young man life that you could have had would you have envisioned yourself four years ago when we had you on the podcast or whatever it was to have been or to be where you are now i would really hope that i haven't peaked as a young man not peaked but i'm saying like for I am, where I'm, you could be in life like, i would say this I'm is the best i'm climbing your way to i'm on yeah. my way there yeah i'm, I'm the definitely ascension. on a great trajectory i'm at a 45 degree angle going up 
optimal. Optimal, optimal on a roller optimal coaster. trajectory in right the chair now. Next to you. Exactly. Like I, I'm, I'm in the back of the train, being like, "You guys should have sat back here." I'm at a good time where I'm balancing my my work, my schoolwork. I'm making money. I'm spending it like crazy. I'm still awful with my finances. It's it's Aren't the we life all? of excess, dude. You're out here. I'm a glutton. <laughs> you are a glutton. That is your sin. And if you were in seven, you would have some weird, you know, sexual trap laid for you. Honestly. Honestly. <laughs> but yeah, definitely happy where I am right now. Would the future looks bright. The future looks bright. I would say so. Do you think that your mental health, getting to the general be-all question of the interview segment, is where you would like it to be? Do you feel pretty positive? Do you think you find yourself getting in, like, a anxiety of your yeah. stuck in life? Where, where do you think you are? Because that's where I was around I'm your always age. very critical of myself. I've been so self, so critical of myself. I remember in, like, third grade I was crying my eyes out because I got an 89% on a test. Wow. And I was like, I'm a fucking failure, like, for no reason. For no reason, and I'm still that critical of myself. So I'm always feeling like I have, I've got very little faith in myself. I'm very positive, but I've got very little faith in myself. But hmm. it just kind of keeps me going. I feel kind of hollow sometimes, and I get really down, and I get stuck in these weird head spaces that I'm not good at getting out of, and I'll kind of be in a, a little bit of a rut for a few days. But then I'll hit a, like a high point and um, be a little manic for a few days and – Find yourself I love again. Being bipolar. <laughs> it's how awesome. You, how do you find like <laughs> peace and all that? Just keep going. Don't stop. Like I mean, even if I'm feeling shitty and I start dwelling, just try to find a way to occupy myself some way or another. Get on the internet, pick up a book, start writing. Hang out with your girlfriend. Hang out exactly. Like as bad as it is, all you can do is write it out. So that's basically what I do. That's I like sh- Leonard's mantra. He's like, you know, yeah. tomorrow's another day. Exactly. Absolutely. A therapist would certainly help, but finding a therapist up here has been hard because I've got some f- weird insurance actually. That is, and it it's happens. A SoCal insurance, so it's all everything is out of network, and it's just it's just fucking difficult. And when I'm anytime, I'm at the point where I really really want to see a therapist, and I think that that would benefit my life. I'm not in the mood to fucking hunt for one. What about school? They don't have one at school, like one that you could go to. They do, but they're all fucked up. Like, it takes weeks to get an appointment. Yeah, it's still a couple weeks. It's better than not having an appointment. That's true. And it could be beneficial. It's free. Mm -hmm. It's like at least experience what it would be like. I mean, it's not free. I'm paying for that shit in my tuition. Well, yeah, but you might as well utilize it. You're not going to the goddamn gym down the street. You got to go and hit it. No, I don't take advantage of nearly anything I should There's a lot of amenities at that school. You got to go. You should rock climb. You've got a gym for free where you could go and rock climb. Belay on, belay off, bitch. Yeah, go to the nurse's office, steal the condoms. I I do go to the nurse's office. I don't take the condoms. I can't remember the last time I used the condom. (laughs) We've been there. We've Um, all been there. Anyways, I do go to the nurse's office because if you ever miss a day of class, you can get an excused absence for saying I was sick, and they just write you a note, and the teacher can't say shit to you. Because ex- you can have, I mean, it's not wise to have a lot of excused absence just because of the yeah. nature of missing you class. You have Lou Gehrig's disease. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck, can I get a doctor's note for that? <laughs> I missed a test. But, yeah, you can play that card if you just go to the office, get the slip. So you would rather deal with lying to college professors than setting an appointment to go <laughs> and get therapy done for free. I'm saying if you something that you're interested well, in, you should pursue it. I should. And I think that it would be nothing but beneficial. I think that you're at a very well-balanced place now. I know a lot of people that 
would say that they would never expect you to be like as balanced as you are as a human being. But also those people don't know you that well as I do or have been a part of your life in that facet. And I think that you just being where you are within itself is an achievement. And I just think that anyone that is about to graduate college in something that he's actually interested in with someone that you've had by your side for a while as a partner is like the ideal existence. And when you get down, you should just be thankful about what you have. You've got a great rock collection. You know, you can cook. Your beautiful girlfriend made me some tea mixture to help me with my anxiety. Shouts out to Casey. And, you know, you can't ask for anything better than that. She's hooking the brevs up. Exactly. You know, she's got people's backs. I think uh, it's a beautiful thing. So I hope you're never and, down on yourself. And all those things are what I you tend to fall down, fall back on are yeah. those things. Because you got to be beneficial or it's got to be beneficial to have just a good support system, too. Like, I'm sure you're still close to your brother and your family. And I know that in an in a aspect, you can go home and still have that old school fun that you used to have, which I think everyone kind of lives within mm -hmm. that realm you know you can always i don't know about you because you're married do you really get to go and experience like old time fun with people that often with the boys from growing up but are they all I scattered haven't, i haven't been able to like hang out with the boys in a while just because i work out here everybody lives in sack it's just a whole thing we did have our anniversary party where oh, it looked beautiful uh, we invite married couples um, I wish I could invite like more of my friends, but like one guy he lives like on the east side. Um, but one came, and I've known this guy since like sixth grade. Beautiful. So I was able to see him and the turnip was small, up. but, but yeah. good. No, the turnip was still real. Real authentic. <laughs> yeah, it was it was still real, but it was it was it was fun. I like that's important to at least touch bases with with old friends. You've got to do it. Yeah. You've got to check in. I'm in a spot with one of our close friends where we haven't talked in quite some time and I need to rekindle the relationship as does he, you know, we just need to touch base and, you know, make sure we hash it out. And I think it's always important, to, whether it's bad blood or good blood, just to make sure that you keep those connections around because you've already invested so much time. You got to keep it going. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, it's, that's a real thing is keep maintaining friendships that you've had for years. Cause you can't just start over a, you know, six, seven, 10 year friendship it's hard to do in a relationship, though. You know, some of those That's friendships true. do fall by the wayside. That's mm -hmm. kind of how I feel in the same situation I was just talking about. It's like, you know, you take a backseat to the driving force of this other person's life, which might be their partner and what future they want to build with them. And you might not be a part of their plan, but you're still a part of their life. I felt myself falling into that a little bit for a while with Casey. I was like, oh, man, like, you know, kind of just caught up in this. It's a hard thing to juggle. And school and that and, you know, and I was – you go home and you have a friend. You have to talk to somebody. It's not like, you know. And, yeah, and then I started making a much more conscious effort of reaching out to everybody else and making, you know, maintaining other friendships outside of my relationship. And I think it's are my relationships better because of it. I would say so. I mm -hmm. would say you guys look a lot more happier. I love seeing you out and about going to Wing Wednesday and having you and all your pals just jerk off around each other. It's great. It's yeah. luscious. It's fun. It's awesome. It's a good thing to watch. I haven't been to Wing Wednesday since Casey's birthday. That was only like three weeks ago. Yeah, but we were we went I think five or six consecutive weeks up until that. Wow, we were the it's weather a delicious was nice. thing. It's the a weather was thing. good. It was cheap. Shouts out to Wings Wednesdays at Doctor Teeth. If you guys don't know, don't go because we want the table. But you guys can the still, electric mayhem. It's a it's a great Shouts time. out the Muppets. I'm happy for you, Jarrett. I'm happy that you're here on the podcast. I'm glad that you get to hang out with us every week. It's cool to. Obviously, I love hanging out with you and Casey, but obviously hanging out with just you is a rare thing. So when we get you to yourself, it's also a great pleasure. And 
obviously we don't do much besides just talk shit on each other so it's nice to be able to rip into one another without the you know pressure of oh shit i don't want to say this in front of jared's girlfriend but <laughs> she would understand because she's a great woman shouts out to casey again and i'm couldn't be uh she may be watching i'm not sure if you are hello i'm glad that you guys are together i'm glad your life is at a point where you want to be but i do think that if therapy is something you wish to pursue at least give it a shot and give it a shot for free i've been to many a therapy i've had five in my life how do you think it's helped you it hasn't. I, that's the thing is that I've had pretty poor experiences in therapy. Do you think it's because of the consistency of you going? Or no, you I, not went, building I went a relationship? consistently for months to several different ones, and I tried out a few in between. And I just – I guess I wasn't as receptive to getting help then. I was more like I got thrown into it, and I didn't want to be there. Like I wanted to be there, but there was also part of me that was like, oh, fuck this. I don't really need to be here. And then they would also kind of like – I felt like they were criticizing me. And my decisions in my life. Well, what so would they say? They were like more guiding. They than were kind of getting on my ass about doing drugs and stuff. And in retrospect, they were right. But that's not what I was going there for. I wasn't go there going there to get fucking, you know, bitched out about taking acid and smoking weed. I was going because I wanted to get some help in my life and figure out maybe why I was smoking so much weed and taking so much acid instead of <laughs> making that the problem. More like getting to the root. But it was always these kind of older people that. I think we're a little out, more out of touch with my and situation. And still in La Quinta, right? This was like mostly in the desert. Yeah, in the desert. Yeah, it doesn't seem like the best place to find some mental health experts or anything like that. No. I feel like the Bay Area, especially at like a local college, has probably seen a lot and especially is probably focused in youth culture. Right. So I do think that, that would be a good thing. You're going to someone who is almost specialized in what – or has a great like data exposure to people that are in your same age and, group. And probably more similar in age, not a 40-, 50-year age gap. You could have a really cool, hot, young teacher, you know, looking like he could be like a guy on Glee or something. You could have a great time. You never know what you could right. learn. But – I'm not saying that it's a bad thing that you haven't gone. I'm just saying that if it's something that interests you, you should at least check it out once. You're an older should, person. I you're I at should. a point in your life where you're able to make decisions consciously and you think about yourself in a different way. Things aren't so easily dumb to you as they are when you're young. Everything is dumb when you're young. You're like, that's dumb, or as the kids used to call it, gay. And now you could go and achieve things that you want to achieve and try to get some mental clarity. I think if you have free access to it, fucking do it. And I could tell you this. I don't necessarily think you need it, but if you feel like you need it, you probably should go. Yeah, I should, honestly. But also, doing small things, like, on my own has tremendously helped. Like, recently, you know, stopping smoking so much nicotine and pot yeah. has certainly benefited my mental health. That's positive. That's great. You look like your eyes are, like, way clearer, too. I mean, if I wasn't sick right now, I'd say I could smell better. <laughs> I know I'm not a slave to any substance. There's nothing that I need at any given time. So I'm not like, oh, I got to step out for a smoke. Where's my vape? Oh, the vape's not charged. Oh, if I don't have any <laughs> oh, wax, no. if I don't have any wax to smoke before I go to bed, I'm not sleeping tonight. None of that. None of that. No of the anxieties. None of the creepy crawlies in the back of your no, head. No, exactly. Can you hit him with that Chance the Rapper line about quitting cigarettes? What do you say? I quit smoking cigarettes now that pussy tastes like key lime. Is that the case? Do you taste things more? It doesn't have to be just pussy, but does it? Do you taste things at a higher level yeah. now that you're off? The I mean, cigarette? well, the thing is, though, is that I wasn't. I used to smoke about a pack a day for. A pack a day. I was a pack a day, like not maybe not. That's senior, like a ten dollar investment. It, well, they were this in senior year. Maybe I was. I was probably smoking like three to four packs a week senior year of high school. Wow. But they were five bucks a pack. 
Yeah, that's the so, desert. But price. the money. But the mo- I told you I'm bad with, bad with my finances. So if I'm gonna smoke, I'm buying the smokes. That's true. But I would I would share a lot of them too. So it probably wasn't exactly like twenty cigarettes, you know. But still, it was a lot of cigarettes up until about a year ago. I finally decided to try the vape out and just be like, I was talking so much shit on the vape. I was like, fuck that. I'm a cig- cigarette to death. Cigs till I die. Yeah, fuck that shit. Cigs till I die. And then recently, even more recently, there's, you know, all this, the vape. Vape name. Vape panic. Vape panic. Tannic. 2019. The vape apocalypse. Anyways, I don't really, I don't believe all of it now. I've kind of done a lot of research and it's kind of leaning more towards these like black market yeah. THC pods. Anyways, but still, it kind of freaked me out for a little bit, and I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to stop all that shit on Labor Day. Stopped we- smoking weed, took a whole month break, you know, ripped a bong up, watched a movie recently, smoked a little here and there. But the nicotine has been a lot harder to quit. Like, if I'm around it and I'm drinking, I will fucking – I will, I will want it, and I will smoke it, and I will not give a fuck. But it's better than all day every day. So I'm definitely making strides and improvements, and I'm trying to get my friends on that level too. Like particularly, um, you know, Dylan, yeah. he is—he's always got his jewel on him, and me and Dylan have been hanging out a lot lately. So it's hard to say no, but I'm trying to—he's—he wants to quit too as well. So I think once the more people I can in my immediate circle aren't smoking, that'll help too. Because I remember there was a week where I didn't see Dylan because he was like out of town or something, and I didn't smoke any nicotine all week long, and I was. It was fine, but then it's, you know, small so things like I think, that. you know, people that vape, it should be a transition out of smoking, not a new way not of smoking. Rep- right, right, right. And that's what I think most of the people are doing it for because it is a healthier option per se. But you're in a good place. It seems like you are. I'm glad you're off the cigarettes. I'm glad you're in your relationship. I'm glad you're about to take the next step in your life, and I'm excited to see what you do next. I'm excited you also get to hang out with Leonard and get to know him, too, over the next couple weeks and months and whatnot, and I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for helping us with the podcast. Oh, it's been great, and I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. And, guys, we're going to get into your questions right now. Let's do two listener questions. I've actually got them on my phone, but I kind of know what they say, so we're going to list them off. I'm going to call this No Name. No Name. So we're going to create a name. Jarrett, can you give me two of your favorite beats? Poet or authors, first and last name you could pick, you can combine, you could do whatever one is sounding good to you. I know that you're a big fan. Big fan of the beats. Um, Gregory Corso has been on the list lately. So you want to do Gregory Corso? Gregory Corso. Is that the name? Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. So Gregory Corso asks, out of all the entertainment that you've seen in the last year, if you could recommend one thing to somebody that means something to you, what would it be? One thing that means something to me. Like something that you think would last outside of this year. And this is for everybody, by the way. It could be an album. It could be a movie. It could be a book. Even if it's an old book. Something that you experienced this year. This is a layup of a question. Um, I read this. It's an old book. It's called um, Big Bright Lights, Big City by Jay McHenry. And it was a very fast. It was a very quick read. It was a funny book about, and it was written in second person, which I found interesting because it felt like you were the one. And particularly for this character, he was very relevant to me in my life because he was a writer. He was living in New York, and he had a coke problem, and he just couldn't um, deal with himself. But he was also battling with a relationship, and he was just kind of navigating life, really trying to figure out what he wanted to do. 
and towards the end he didn't really ever figure it out but he just was on a much more hopeful note at the end and it was something that really stuck with me throughout this time what's um, it called again bright lights big city and that is just a book just it's available just a book, as yeah. a book it's just a book and it's just some guy traveling through the muck find that on a website that rhymes with whamazon mm. i'm sure or support your local bookstores go to the bookstore or can you give us your favorite local bookstore bonus question um R.I.P. Aardvark Books. That was the classic spot on you Church love, Street. You I love was, a good uh, postcard from there. I loved Aardvark Books because the postcards, they had a great cat named Owen. You can follow him yep. on Instagram, actually. He's still alive. He is still alive. You didn't go down with the, the store. No, they didn't kill him because the store went out of business. <laughs> That's good enough. It's not that kind of place. But now, um, definitely frequent City Lights a lot. City more. Lights, beautiful. I've haven't the center. Been, I haven't been purchasing as many books. I've been more into the library. Oh, beautiful. Been, been a library You goer. have a library card? Hell yeah, I've got a library card. Oh, dude, put that on the... Everyone, check it out. This guy's got a library card. This one I'm going to have in the photo. He's got... Oh, look at this. <laughs> wow. I've got Where is the library card? <laughs> is this <laughs> it? The mix. The mix. Oh, wow. You don't even have a photo on it. They nope. just scan it. Nope, just scan I, it. I miss the days where they had a photo on it. This is wild. That's this, not, this is my that's clipper not card, too. Jared. <laughs> that's wild. Um, <laughs> Leonard, anything that you've seen that you think is resonating with you? Maybe even a podcast? You listen to a podcast or anything? I mean, I listen to a few podcasts. I, I see a few things. I read a few things. But within this year, nah, not really. Not really. Not really. Not been a significant I mean, year. Nothing that's dropped has has taken Leonard's not, heart. Not, not that I can remember. I mean, there's been like good stuff, but nothing that makes me go like, "Oh, yo, son, you have, oh, you know, Midsummer that that shit was crazy. That shit was crazy. That, that might be crazy. up there for me. But uh, uh, I haven't seen it yet. That's a great flick. It's on Amazon. I think you can rent it for three bucks. I highly recommend. The next movie I I fucking rent is gonna be John Wick three. Oh wow! Oh yeah, I'm a fucking. <laughs> I don't. I don't really have an answer to this question either. I was gonna say, I like Steve Lacey's new album, uh, Ross from Friends. If you guys don't know who that is, check it out. But I would, I would say John Wick three for me was probably a pinnacle of my my year. Oh really? That was a great two hours. If you like John Wick, oh, you're gonna love, love this John movie. Wick. It is I a nonstop it. action. Just bodies on bodies. Bodies on bodies. It's like. I don't want to call it Mad Max Fury Road of John Wick because it's not like that big in spectacle, but it's right. pretty much just a two-hour chase movie, and it's unbelievable. And if there's anyone you want to watch be chased, it's it's John Wick. Oh, yeah. You can just love the guy. You can absolutely love it. Once his dog got killed in the first one, you just... You knew. You, you, you're on his side. It's the easiest thing. Save the cat. You ever read that book? Oh, no. that's a real screenwriter's book. <laughs> I can't believe no college professor made you read Save the Cat. Well, that's a beautiful question. What was that guy's name again? Greg Corso. Greg Corso. Young Corso. Also, I enjoyed Patty Smith's book this year, the um, Just Kids. Just Kids. Her, like, memoirs of, you know, kind of making it her way in New York again. I've been really into New York, I suppose. Yeah, New York's awesome. New York's pretty cool. But, yeah, her and uh, Robert Maplethorpe's uh, trials and tribulations in the early 60s throughout the 70s kind of resonated with me as well as a young artist trying to make a living in art and not you know getting too bogged down by her day job yeah that's a tough it's, thing. it's a it's a very tough thing it's tough yeah well that's that's great i also would probably 
oh man, what was the book I was going to recommend? I don't know. I don't read books, everybody. I do have that book for you. You do have that book for me. I do have that book for you. I will take that book. Yeah. The Charlemagne book? No, no, no. I have to read that one first. Oh, you're talking about the, the, the Dalai Lama, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, awesome. The Art of Happiness. Let's do it. I'll, I'll give you a book review. I'll at least read the back of it. Yeah. So let's get into um, question number two. Leonard, give me a first name. Maybe something you would name your child. Leonard. Boom. Leonard. And then give me a last name. Jarrett, give me, give me the last name of someone you might not like that much. Shapiro. What? Oh, there we go, baby. But why? <laughs> he just misunderstood. Leonard Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, yeah. Here we go. When it comes to picking out what you choose to do in life in college, what was that decision like for you? And do you think that it is as big of a decision as it feels? I can just say off bat, I've always known what I kind of wanted to do, at least like to go to school for and at least focus on. So I've never really had that qualm yeah. or that like choice that I had to make. I was just looking for something that would be kind of like a job, but it wasn't at the same time. Like it's certainly not a not an easy route and it's not lacking in work ethic by any means, but it's a different way of work and it's a different way of living and it's also something that studying for i think does help film film television everything kind of learning the nuances of the business and the terminology and so do you think focusing in an art is worthwhile certainly people are like oh that's why would you want to get some sort of you know liberal arts like art degree or anything like that and it's like well teaches you how to critical think it you know you meet a lot of people you gain connections and ultimately you're not really hating life so if you're doing some business degree that you really don't really give a fuck about you're not going to get as much out of it can i ask you you had to make that choice right at some point in college is there another thing that you were considering not really by the time i made this i mean i made the decision pretty quick like probably second semester of freshman year i kind of was like i took like an intro to digital media class and i was like all right this is pretty cool i made some flyers made some movies like a iphone little short i was like oh this is pretty cool like i can see you know myself you actually found something that interested you which is what college that interested me and i was you know had an act for anyways so beautiful worked out and then i kind of from there started to narrow it down i looked into the film program looked kind of into photojournalism as well I was still interested in writing and I was kind of at that point a little more politically minded I still am but then I was like I'm gonna write these stories and you know be in the news and all that but film just found you film not film but television Television. particularly because I'm into I'm into character arcs over time (laughs) you like a long story I like a long story and people you can really get to know and have a parasocial relationship with not that you can't in a film no, of course, but, but there's something about long-form television. We're about to get a new fucking Breaking Bad movie with Jesse Pinkman, and that's, like, obviously a lot of people's favorite show of all time, and they're just keeping that going. And there's a crazy transition right now, because before TV was considered the lesser of the two, because it was kind of yeah. cheesy and low-budget, and they would just crank shit out all the fucking time. They're still cranking shit out yeah, all the time, really are. but there is a lot of money going into it, and there's a lot... It's more a lot of, of a, opportunity. More, a lot more cinematic storytelling, too. Like, you know, you have... All these shows now are very much focused on the visual aesthetics, not just flat lighting in a studio with three cameras telling, you know, sitcoms just joke after joke. You've got these dramatic comedies coming in. 
and really dealing with some heavy shit. I would say so. In a hilarious way. Barry? Oh, I Barry's love Barry. Barry's beautiful. Barry's beautiful. That That's a great show. Season two held up so well. Shouts out to NoHo Hank. An unbelievable character. He one of the best characters. One of the best characters. Actually, that's one of the shows that has stuck with me. Yeah. As far as something that I would want to... If I could ever work on something and have be attached to a project like that... You just got to know Bill Hader. Oh, got it. I wish. That's the goal. He's the man. That's why I'm trying to be on SNL. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard, what about you? Was it a hard decision for you in college to figure out what you wanted to do, or did you kind of go into college knowing what you wanted to focus on? I already I went knowing because um, I was cooking like senior year. I was making cakes, which is weird because I don't bake, but making cakes for like <laughs> friends. But it was just like box cakes. It was like, oh, this cake is delicious. Like, How did you make it? It's like, I followed the fucking directions. Um, what was your company, Betty Crock? Pillsbury. Pillsbury, but, wow. Pillsbury. But did you but Dough you enjoy boy. just making cakes for people and just having them enjoy well, it? Well yeah, it was it was fun. Well yeah. the secret was I wouldn't tell them. It calls for like a quarter cu- or a half a cup of oil. I do a quarter cup of oil, uh-huh. a quarter cup of butter. Can I ask you a question? For the flavor. Oh, was it about making me. the cake or was it about the feeling you got giving somebody the cake? It was about the feeling beautiful I got. Because like I mean, it was box cake. You know, it was fucking it's easy. Three eggs. A cup Milk. of water, half a cup of oil, well, yeah, Quarter. butter oil, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But unsalted or yeah. salted? Unsalted, butter. unsalted, unsalted. Yeah, always unsalted. Why it's is just, that? Just because you can, you can, you can add salt, salt yeah, and then right. sometimes it turns to shit salty. It's like ah, I don't fuck with it. But I was cooking uh, for the most part. Like I cook with my mom and stuff. Sometimes with my dad, grandmother, whoever. I'd just be in the kitchen cooking, and it was either that or teaching. But I can still teach, like, some math or whatever. I took, like, calculus. So. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Oh, you know some calc. A little bit. We'll throw some algorithms down. You want to write on the window and see if Not we can really. create the I, Facebook? I would have to, like, refresh. I'd have to start, like, <laughs> algebra again and then work my way back to calculus. I was, in a, uh, I was in a calculus class my junior year of high school. I was on some fast-track bullshit math where I was taking algebra 2 my freshman year. Oh, and wow. And I was in AP statistics sophomore year. Killed it in AP statistics. Stats went to went to calculus and fucking sucked. The perf- the teacher, allegedly a pedophile. He's a tip. He's a pretty greasy guy. I didn't get along with him. Was not a fan. Too greasy. He he was the wrong kind of greasy. He not not a cool guy. Didn't get along with him. You know, and that was also when I started. You know, diving re- in, diving into the life, and I started rejecting a lot of things. The cal- calculus theory. <laughs> so I was like, dyed your hair. I dyed my hair, I quit playing baseball, and I was just like, fuck all this, fuck calculus. Dropped it after a semester, and then took another stats class senior year because I had to, just because I had to take another math. It sounds like the best advice for, what's this person's name again? Leonard Shapiro. Leonard Shapiro. Sounds like a great guy. (laughs) Sounds like a terrible guy. (laughs) Leonard Shapiro. I feel like the best advice for you is if you are passionate about something, just follow that. It seems yeah. like we're three people that kind of dove into that realm. Obviously, if anyone's the most off-kilter of what they actually want to be doing, it's me. But outside of that, you could still find happiness in something outside of your college degree, no matter what you focus in. Obviously, just try to put the most attention you have into something that actually drives you and compels you. You yeah. should focus on something and pay for something that is actually interesting to you. Especially if you're too late into your college career. If you want to pay for an extra year of school and actually focus on something that interests you, it's never too late to switch it up. And there's, there's nothing wrong with dropping out. 
There's like nothing. There's, yeah, Kanye West dropped yeah, out. Yeah, like sometimes, like you realize, like what the fuck am I doing? Just, yeah. just leave. Just and leave. Figure it out. You can always go back. Exactly. Community it's, college is always there. Yeah. The credits don't go anywhere. They don't. They They're sit there. Forever. there. My mom still has college credits. She oh, hasn't wow. been to school since my little brother was Transfer born. hers to me. Let's see if Steven can get through <laughs> grad school. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Two Broke for Therapy. I'm going to ask these guys the recommendations. I guess we kind of already did that, but have you guys seen anything this week or heard anything this week that you guys would like people to check out? I could start if you guys want. I'm obviously about to see The Joker tomorrow. I've heard yeah. a lot about the movie. Go see it. I'm interested in seeing it. We'll talk about it next podcast. I don't recommend it because I haven't seen it yet, but I, I do I know that it's a wave. It. So that is what you're going to recommend? The Train. Oh, my God. Okay, I cannot wait right. to see The Joker. Stop <laughs> subtly spoiling it for me, Leonard. I will see The Joker this week, and I will report back. But if I could report anything to anybody, if it's a sunny day outside, get out there. Walk around for an hour. Feel that vitamin C, or is it D? D. Drink an orange D. juice and then walk outside and get some of that sunlight sunny on your skin. Awesome. Sunny D. You really should. It's about to be a beautiful month. October is generally kind of a hot month in California if you're out there. Go outside, whether it's San Francisco, Orange County, Los Angeles. Get La out Quinta. there, La Quinta. La Quinta. Don't forget it. And my and drink some water. I've got my recommendation as well. Hit it's, it. It felt like we were wrapping it up a little early. All I gotta say is there's this um, easy listening. It's a great mix by DJ Seinfeld. Um, my buddy Colin Bogey recommended it to me yesterday, and I was listening to it today. I think I listened to it twice. It's just some a nice piece of house music. Just about an, I think it's like an hour, maybe an hour and a half long, and it's just. It thumps. Repeat that one more time. DJ Seinfeld's Essential Mix. Essential Mix. From Leonard, October 2019. October 2019. There's That's more than this one. month. That That's to date one. this podcast. Huh. Leonard Joker. Yeah, go see that. And um, if we're going to be listening to music, I was going to send this to Dave, actually. Hit me. Toby in Wigway. You're going to have to send me a link. Toby, T-O-B-E. In Wigway, N W I G W E. I'll check it out. He uh, he makes some really good music, and he was on. Sway. Are you sure that's not short for something? What his last name? It might be. It's not an acronym, or like a no. like a it's name with no vowels. Does it no, have a vowel? Yeah, I just spelled it. What is it? I just want to <laughs> make you spell it again because I have no fucking idea what you said. N W I. Oh, I's in there. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll have to check that out. And for me. I'm just going to see the Joker so you guys can just check me out and see if I like it on Twitter at StephenBaker8. Let's jump into the handles. Let's get out of here. I've got to ride my bike home tonight. StephenBaker8 on Twitter, TBFT Podcast on Twitter for the podcast. And you guys can always submit questions at twobrokefortherapy.com slash submit. I can't believe I'm making it out with this outro so pure. Leonard, where can people find you? L2Active. That's L, the number two active on Twitter, Instagram. Lenny Loud on SoundCloud. Make sure you go check out Super Freestyle Bros. That's you Super Freestyle Bros. You guys could always check out the song that we have in last week's episode as well. And there's a link in the description for that episode to the SoundCloud. Jarrett, where can people find you, baby? Producer Jay. Too Young Greasy, man. number two on Twitter, 200 on Instagram. And that's Follow pretty me. much it. That's it. Will you see the Joker before we do the Scorsese pod? I you think have I have to. to for I the think sake you have of the to. Scorsese. I think you have to. Why don't you guys go together? I invited um, him on Monday, but I ended up not even going. I'm gonna go see it tomorrow. 
Well, I'll see well. it. I'll go. Me yeah. and Casey will go. Yeah, go and check it out. I'll give you a review and I'll tell you if it's worthwhile. How about that? I'll try to catch a matinee. It's, it's worthwhile. Yeah, matinee. It's worthwhile, people. It worthwhile. Go see the Joker. Incels, don't go into the theaters with any armed weapons of any kind. Knives, pans, AR-15, stay out of there. Shouts out to everybody in the UK, all the lads, all the chads, all the brads. I respect you. East Bay boy, shouts out to Little B, the base god. I want to say shouts out to the Chase Arena, the new Warrior Stadium. A new dynasty will start in San Francisco. Splash. The Young Knicks. Shouts out to Ben Simmons for making it three today. What date is it? Today is the 8th? 8th. The 8th of October, the first NBA three made by Ben Simmons, a player who's been in the NBA for three years and plays point guard. Leonard, shout yeah. out to you. Jared, shout out to you. Shout out to, out to out one to person in Arizona. Shout out to the mix and the beautiful docile sounds I put together for the end of this podcast. You guys have been wonderful. Appreciate everybody on the Periscope. Appreciate everybody watching. And remember to submit questions, guys. We need it for next week. At twobrokefortherapy.com slash submit. Say hello to your mother for me. I love you. Irishman coming soon. Catch up on some Scorsese flicks. A lot of them are on Netflix, Amazon, however you find movies streaming, and we will talk about them in a couple weeks. Going to have some call-ins, so if you guys are interested in leaving us your favorite Scorsese movies, mention us, send us a thing on the website, drop us something on Twitter, and we will mention what you guys think at the end of our podcast. Guys, thank you so much. Anyone to shout out? Anything to shout out? Shout out Impeachment. Shouts out Kate McKinnon's Elizabeth Warren impression on SNL.
I, I gotta know what we ordered from this Chinese food joint. No pork. no pork. Okay, you gotta tell us on mic. I need a, I need the. What do we got? Here comes uh, Leonard, and he's playing producer today because we're interviewing Jarrett. So we've got Leonard on well, the Jared mic. Jarrett has the laptop. How am I supposed to play producer? He has the laptop. When I don't, nobody tells tells me these things. I told you these things. Where am I at? I'm not even on screen. Oh, there I go. There you are. Um, so Leonard, you went to buy Chinese food for the cast, and what yes. did you order? And what seems to be the problem? No problem. No problem. No problem. I You didn't order pork. I did not order pork. Why didn't you order pork? Because swine does not do the body fine. Okay, I'll take that. I don't know if I said that right. If but it I rhymes, mean, it's probably true. Yeah. I, I've learned that. Yeah. So I got uh, chicken mushu, uh, some sauteed vegetables, and some white rice. All right. Oh, and egg rolls. Ooh. Hopefully they don't taste like leg rolls. Ooh. Leg rolls. Leg rolls. 